Black Chicks Bible Study, where we are reclaiming the Bible one book at a time. We are in the New Testament, um, episode 40. I can't wow. believe it. The book of Matthew, the first gospel. What do you think? It was a big, long book. It was, yeah. We're back into, you know, some of the longer books of the Bible. Yep. This one was 28 chapters. But it's cool because now we're getting into, I guess, the space where we kind of are getting to see these prophecies come alive that we read about, you know, in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting, too, because... You know, from the Gospels, I always in my head had them as they're all just telling the same stories. There might be like Mm -hmm. slight variations and stuff. But like reading it, I'm now realizing that some of them must have stories that others don't either because they're definitely things about Jesus. Different vantage points. Yeah. Different. Yeah. Like I remember the story about like, you know, someone washing Jesus's feet and all this. Mm -hmm. And like that story wasn't in here. So I'm like, it must be in one of the other Mm -hmm. Gospels. But like in my head, I thought they all had the same story, just maybe slight variations of right. how it went down you didn't expect out. entire anecdotes right. to be like removed from one or the other or exactly. not present there yeah what did you think though um i oh my gosh <laughs> i was like this is so refreshing just <laughs> to read material that i'm way more familiar with right and yeah. it felt like more a, digestible yeah not only more digestible but it made me feel like just kind of super excited to be reading it again but like Uh later in life because Mm. now I can look yeah exactly and like oh let me uh look at this through my eyes now and it's so reassuring it was just spiritually more robust than Mm. anything I felt like we'd read in a long time because he has so much philosophy and obviously it's like the introduction of Jesus right him telling his philosophy and like why people were following him and why you know Mm -hmm. I don't know it's It's just just different as an adult too I guess you know because you're more developed I'm sure than like growing up in the church and being maybe younger or a kid and like hearing this stuff I think you would probably have a much different concept now that you've gone through life and experienced yeah. certain things and now I'm like no it. this is like some truth and yeah. feeling like I don't consider myself a Christian anymore but I've never gotten out of the uh, mode of it's so deeply entrenched that like no that that Christ-like way of being I have mm-hmm. a bias toward that as being the way to live I have a bias toward this presentation of the truth about life. Like that is my bias. Mm. And it felt good to like, oh my gosh, I still believe this. I still believe right. that. that. Like, oh my gosh. Like that was the part that felt like reassuring, I guess. Um, this was written between maybe 80 AD and 110 AD, which is actually earlier than I would have thought. Mm. Scholars don't think anymore that it was Matthew the Apostle who actually wrote it, but maybe just a more common Jewish person at the time who observed it. When we hear about him mentioned, it is like in the third person, so that Mm kind of makes sense. But anyway, we can talk about our testimonies from our last two episodes. Do you want to go first from your Zechariah? I guess I'll start with Zechariah. Mine was about using the, you know, tools that I had created in uh, mm. my home and stuff to, you know, find my center and yeah. that kind of thing. And quite honestly, that did not happen. I think just in the world, there's just so much going on that I yeah. feel like that just wasn't in the center of my head. You know, yeah. like it should have been, like I wasn't consciously thinking about it. You know, I did continue with yoga on a weekly basis and, you know, that can always be grounding. So like in that sense, I use tools that I've been using, but mm-hmm. I won't say that 
it was anything. But it wasn't absolutely. like you went and prayed at your shrine yeah, every day or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Nothing like that. So probably about it now, maybe that's something I'll try to do going forward or mm. incorporate a little. But yeah, it wasn't much of a conscious effort. You know but what? Yeah. I also uh-huh. failed because yes, mine was, was to have a dream journal. Oh, right. And I had way more vivid dreams, but ones that I was not um, <laughs> eager to write down, let's say. Sex dreams? No, no. I wish. Oh You're my like, God. those I would have. <laughs> more like traumatic flashback dreams mm. of being at a, a day at work and being really stressed out mm. or some kind of abuse happening. I was like, oh, that's my brain like purging. Mm. I should be noting what that is what that means but I would just kind of think about it and not write it down and also like not want to (laughs) take time to do that um also did we talk about sorry did we talk about the dream thing where I was telling you that like the people have been having yeah weird dreams Mm -hmm. and then uh, the therapist was like yes like a release yeah so so like you just said and I thought about you saying that so maybe you saying that I'm suggestible enough that I was like oh Oh, let me get rid of all this let me get this having like nightmares and I don't have those. That is interesting. So that happened, but I did not write it down. Don't want a record of it. I'm um, glad you got it out. <laughs> so fail, fail. <laughs> that was yes, that's just how life goes sometimes. But you right? know what? We're in a pandemic, people. It's not the time to be like, you know. If you're alive, you're doing well. Yep. Congratulations. You Congratulations if you're listening to this, you've made it. Yeah. yeah. So far. And then for Mal- Malachi. Yeah, Malachi. Your word of faith was about faith, right? Having more? Yeah, trusting that God's going to have my back. Mm. I have been listening to like a lot of gospel music. I felt like that was giving me a lot of like energy. And that's kind of been um, kind of keeping me going over the last couple of weeks. Like I just have this like gospel playlist. Mm. Um, and I listen to it a lot while I'm working because, you know, my living situation is quite hostile hostile yep and I just feel like listening to that like just the lyrics and everything they can like instantly kind of just put me in a better mood or make me feel like things are going to be okay and it's like I have this new appreciation for gospel music that I feel like I never had before like I always listened to it but like now it's like growing up in the church and stuff and they play these songs and then you see the woman like get up and like start dancing around or everyone being like going off and stuff like now I actually feel like that's what I want to do like I actually have to like take myself like I want to like get up like get up and praise I want to praise so it's like interesting to have that new relationship with the music I guess because you can appreciate like we're just saying about reading these gospels now like you've been through so much life now and you're in a struggle that you're like yeah I'm like now I understand (laughs) you're right like oh god the high stakes of life and everything they're singing about it's like a real testimony you know like when people would get up and be like oh like I have a new understanding of the word testify Mm. Like, if I come out on the other side of this, like, okay. Uh, I got some thinking to do. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, Jesus really did. Let's look it out for me. Thank yeah. God. I'm okay. I'm all right. I'm fine. I came out better. You know, yeah. like, that's great. And I will tell people, like, don't worry. You can. You might think you're going to die every day. But guess what? God came and turned it. So you have had, like, a palpable kind of experience with faith. Mm-hmm. The feeling of faith. And-, and being okay, yeah. What was yours from Malachi? Um, mine was about the tithe thing because there was all that talk about like don't bring a sick bull and an injured animal like bring a good tithe basically (laughs) and so that was mine of like make sure my heart is in things that I'm doing and I feel like yeah I did do that I would say I did better than in months past I felt like I became more 
more invested in the work I was doing, like mm-hmm. the writing and what I submitted. That's what I guess where I was trying to like not cut corners and like not do a surface job of, I don't know. I feel like, like I have it be more of a product, but maybe more personal. Yeah. I don't know that, yeah. Like tap like, in more to the yeah. heart of what I'm trying to get at basically, which I'm not doing right now, but like <laughs> just, I did feel like I was able to dig deeper and offer more. I realized too, that it's like a huge um, process and it will always be an effort to, dig that place yeah yeah it's just like there's no end to how deep you have to even with this podcast it felt like especially in the really early books in the old testament like oh my god this is a slog gotta get just gotta yeah just gotta read it let me just finish this chapter i don't even know what they're saying but i'm reading the words (laughs) that's why it felt so refreshing to read this i'm like okay something i can really sink my teeth into anyway yeah no and it's also i think a lot more like story you know like yeah like in the old testament there is just so much of it just literally being like a bloodline a lineage or a blueprint so it's like hard to get something out of just literally records almost Mm -hmm. but like with this this is actual event you know like a story a narrative narrative. there you go narrative and so off the bat chapter one it does start off with a lineage thing the introduction of jesus Tracing it back to Abraham, like Abraham, father of Isaac, and then all the way down, David, David. father of Solomon, and then all the way down to Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born called the Messiah. And then in chapter one, they describe the incident of Mary falling you pregnant. You immaculate conception. <laughs> yeah, the incident. That's the what incident. I'm going to refer to it as. The immaculate conception. I don't think it was immaculate. I don't know. That's where we're going to disagree. That is where we're going to disagree. I'm going to call it the incident from now on. I'm going to call it. (laughs) It's the inciting incident of this whole Jesus story. The Holy Spirit incited her belly. Uh Uh-huh. To become pregnant. To become pregnant. And then Joseph is like, what is going on? It wasn't Mm me. Um, So he prays, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they were supposed to get married, Mm -hmm. but then she gets pregnant and he was actually kind of like, Let's divorce quietly. Yeah. Because he didn't want to shame, you know, all that He didn't want to put her up in the town square and have everyone shame her and throw dung at her. Right. Which I appreciated. Yeah, that that was nice. Like, like, Joseph wasn't about to let her be shamed publicly. Right. You know, quietly get rid of her. (laughs) Just be like, all right, I don't know who you've been laying with, but it wasn't me, so we're just going to split ways. Yeah. But then an angel appeared to him, right? Right. And she came down and was like, don't do that. Um, Yeah, this is chapter one, verse 20. Yeah, verse 20. It says, but after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as their wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save the people from their sins. Yep. So then he was like, all right, well, I'm going to listen. <laughs> all right, well. <laughs> I guess I'm going to listen to Whatever this angel. Say, yeah. And um, I like that they made it a point to say that he did not have sexual relations with uh-huh. her until after she gave birth. Yeah, like, don't worry. <laughs> they didn't do it while she was pregnant. <laughs> Chapter two, we find out about the wise men. This book by the way is just back to back hit after hit after hit like every little story I felt like was so familiar yeah it was like I actually knew you know yeah. the wise men they you know saw the rising star 
I guess what I didn't really remember, though, was, I guess, this King Herod. King Herod and how violent he was. Yeah, that's the part I don't remember about him at all. Yes, I guess there's this King Herod, and, you know, he hears the son of god is coming and he was like no like that's not cool like people need to worship (laughs) me we can't have this kid coming around so he's like you know the whole time like we got to kill him Mm -hmm. like who's this baby where is he like he asked the wise men at some point you know where is this messiah but they knew that he was like being shady i guess so don't they lie to him or they tell yeah uh misdirect him kind of yeah um but he was angry at that so he actually killed all the babies yeah from two years uh, anyone two, two and, and under, under got yeah which i was like i don't remember that being nope nope i did not thing. either so i was like what the heck they basically waited out for king herod to, to die, die. Mm-hmm. and then joseph finds out through a dream that it's okay to go back and the people who want your son dead or you know now gone gone yes yeah, so it's can go safe back. And then he went to Galilee, he went to Nazareth, because mm-hmm. they were filling a prophecy of he'll be called a Nazarene. Mm-hmm. So they went to Nazareth to raise the kid. And then chapter three, we learn about John the Baptist. I feel like we've already jumped so far ahead. There's a huge chunk we don't find out Jesus about is Jesus like, as a child. Yeah. or Kind of just jump into like grown man Jesus getting disciples. Yeah. Like. <laughs> And, well, first being baptized, which is pretty cool. There's John the Baptist who's wandering around. Out there's wild hair eating honey and bugs. And there are Pharisees around who are, um, they're clashing with all the time, like the Jews, the Israelites. So this is John the Baptist talking, right? Mm -hmm. Eight, nine, and ten. I loved this. Chapter three. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do not presume to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the tree. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Mm-hmm. Cut the righteous from the Like that already has been a theme, but this, your actions, what you do are going to define you. Don't just say, oh, we're a child of Abraham. Like that's not going to cut, cut it, it anymore. Right. Like you're, you're going to have to account for your own sins, your own sacrifice, your own personal. I just love that it starts out with that of like him drawing a line and being like, you're like a bad tree who's bearing bad tree. Yeah, yeah, you're going to be cut like, down yeah. like the wheat from the chaff type thing. I just love that. Like don't, nobody cares who your father is. It doesn't matter right. you come from the tribe of Abraham. So John mm-hmm. is baptizing people, but he also says, I baptize you with water, but the one who's coming after me mm-hmm. is going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Yes. Like even nope. though... I'm holy, like I'm nothing compared to like, you know, yep. this guy that's going to come after. And then I think he actually says, like when Jesus comes to him, he's actually like, why do you want me yep. to baptize you? Like I should be getting baptized by you. By you. You're in, by now, Jesus is like grown. Everybody's heard of like, oh, the Messiah we've been mm-hmm. waiting for. And they all have their infighting and differences about who he is and how legit it is. But John the Baptist already is like looking up to Jesus is like this holier than holy. And mm-hmm. Jesus comes along like, will you baptize me? And, and he's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the idea that Christ, the Christ enters. Is coming to him being like, hey. I love this being his entrance as an adult Messiah, <laughs> like mm-hmm. being baptized by someone else. Because I think at that time too, John the Baptist is kind of like one of the only like still very holy or like, you know, there's all these other Pharisees and stuff, but they aren't right. like upholding the like original law and the laws and stuff. But John the Baptist, who looks okay, like a crazy yeah. person, is like, 
one of the few people that's actually still, pure. Yeah. yeah. Verse 15 in chapter three. But Jesus answered him, let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. So this is the right, this is the way of things right now. You're the baptizer. I'm mm-hmm. the new person coming in. Just that humility of like, and the Not let's coming keep in, it like this being for like, now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and into get off your throne. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, exactly. Like he's doing the, um, the right order of things. Chapter four. Chapter four. About Jesus being tempted. Yeah, so the Holy Spirit leads him to the wilderness, and this is where he gets tempted by the devil for 40 days and 40 nights. His first temptation is for food. Like, the devil's like, you know, you can turn this stone into food. Um, And he's like, nope, not going to do it. Mm -hmm. The devil tempts him again, and it's like, well, if you are this Messiah, you can, you know, jump off this rock, right? And and surely God (laughs) is going to save you. Angels are going to carry you off. Yeah, Yeah, like, he's basically trying to test, like, prove yourself, you know, and Again, Jesus is like, nope, I like verse seven. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's asking him and Jesus answers him and says, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Yeah. So it's like, don't play with, you know, don't like. have don't, me play these cheap parlor games. Right. To, like, to prove myself to you. you. Yeah. Because I think he says, you know, similar things later on in chapters where people are always trying to ask him to prove himself or do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like just. And he's know. always telling people they have too little faith. Right. Like, like oh, yeah. this sign is going to make you believe, you know, like, yep. okay. There's kind of this Lion King part where the devil <laughs> shows him all the lands and is like, oh, I thought this it was a Lion King too. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like he said, all these kingdoms, yeah. I'll give you all these kingdoms if you just worship me. And Jesus is like, nah, dude. Which is funny because like, why would Satan have the gall to be like, this can be your kingdom. This is my kingdom. Like to think that like he could claim the world as or that kingdom as his, his and try to trick someone who Satan theoretically Rightfully must is. know that that is, it? is Yahweh's yeah. You know, it's just weird. It's, weird. it's like, he obviously, would, if this is like, the son of God, he already knows that. Yeah. Like, why would he be so... He knows who has dominion yeah. over the kingdom. So why, like, pretend that you can give him a kingdom right. that he's already rightful heir to? Right. Um, right. But that's why I like that, you know, it's so symbolic. And it just sets out from the outset, clarifies, like, whose kingdom it is. But they do it in a way of, it's not Satan's. Like, right. And he's not going to go that way. So Jesus can't be tempted um, by these stupid material things. That's yeah, the thing too. It's exactly. like, like he knows he's here for a bigger purpose. Like in the kingdom of heaven yeah, compared to that village like or whatever. Yes, yeah, so he's not. Yeah. He wouldn't be tempted. And then we have the whole Jesus calling people to be fisher of men. Kind of walks around, you know, people who are digging his vibe. He's going around vibing, preaching his thing. <laughs> people are like, yeah, I can like, you know. I like what you're speaking. Yeah. <laughs> so they start to follow him. They give up everything, and he finds fishermen and tells them let's actually gather souls and not just fish and then in this chapter he also learns that john ends up in prison john the baptist yeah john the baptist yeah. so during all this while jesus is going out to start gathering his disciples and whatnot he also gets wind that john has been arrested so he gets his first disciples he starts curing people all throughout galilee he's kind of getting more and more, and more notoriety mm-hmm. um and then in chapter five, it starts out with the Beatitudes, which is, <laughs> I love these. They're beautiful. 
the whole thing of like, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are the meek, those mm-hmm. who hunger and thirst for righteousness, the peacemakers. And it reminded me too of the Enneagram. For Some of the numbers like line up. Yeah, the number nine um, yeah. Enneagram is called the peacemaker. Uh-huh. And the fact that that verse is about peacemakers, I was mm-hmm. like, whoa! And then four is what I am the most like tragically romantic, uh-huh. the most like doomed number. Four is blessed are those who mourn. I'm like, oh, Oh my god! Synchronicity, yeah. Yep. Did you feel familiarity? Yeah, I always like that because it's um, also one of those things that just reminds people. Like I know growing up and stuff, you know, like we didn't have money, or Mm. you know, and so it's just one of those things that was always comfort. Like this, you know, like whether or not you're rich here, you don't have those name brand shoes. But guess what? Your poor ass (laughs) is gonna have the kingdom of you know, like you don't need Nike. Oh my gosh, we talk so much about the gold streets and the mansions in heaven, Mm -hmm. and yeah, there's so everything. Definitely. He says, For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So even the scribes, like the ones who um, know the law and are supposed to be faithful or whatever, you should, your righteousness should exceed. Calling people to more more accountability and not less. Like, I'm not here Mm -hmm. to make you feel good. I'm here to, like, make sure we actually fulfill the actual law. Like, he's not trying to divert from what Yahweh has set in place. It made me feel not hopeless, Mm. but, like, damn. Like, I felt like it had to be so perfect. It was just like, like, he Mm. was, like, saying in verse 22, like, but I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Like right. just the fact that you're even thinking your about, heart. Yeah, yeah, being angry. So I was like, dang, yeah. I'm not making it. Like, how much is this really? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? What's how the lie? Yeah, like, what, what's the lie? Because he starts out saying like, you've been told not to murder people, but don't hate people even in your heart. Yeah, it's you've like just because you haven't to... murdered doesn't mean that you're not sinning. Yeah, basically. and I'm like. Uh, the adultery thing too like you've been told not to commit adultery but also don't do that in your heart and right. the moment he's like the moment you even look at another woman <laughs> and it's like what jeez like, like but if they... you look at it like metaphor it already it like if you're angry at someone and you let that be your fester. driving force or fester inside you already are doomed like he's fester. pointing out that like the action that you're trying to avoid it starts in your heart and you like have don't to even go that there. yeah like don't even let it get so far that you're gonna murder mm-hmm. someone because you know right. that you has that to start thing. somewhere yeah it's good advice like obviously nobody's ever gonna go through life not feeling Angry. anger and not feeling lustful or but right. it is true it's the truth of like you might not be killing but you're killing in your heart and that really does actual toxic damage to you and to the other person like it will Mm -hmm. inform how you move through your interactions and it's only going to create more toxicity i like the verse 25 where he says settle matters quickly Mm. with your adversary who is taking you to court do it while you are still together on the way or your adversary may hand you over to the judge and the judge may hand you over to the officer and you may be thrown into a prison so like nip it in the butt yeah kind of like what you were saying like don't even let us like get rid of it there And then um, verse 38, you have Mm -hmm. heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist an evildoer. But if anyone strikes you on the right cheek, turn the other also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your coat, give your cloak as well. This was hard too. These are like (laughs) things that I knew. We knew that this was going to be an issue when we got to this point. (laughs) 
Easier said than done, Lord. (laughs) But this I will say, I have grown. Like verse 44 where he says, I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Mm. I will say growing older, I feel like that's more of a thing I've developed because I definitely more and more feel like like I feel bad for people who are so, you know, so that's why I can understand praying for them. Like pray that they you know are free from yeah that, that they don't have to be so their miserable. Own personal hell yeah because theoretically mm-hmm. you don't want anyone to be in hell i believe heaven and hell are on earth anybody who's getting in their own way repeatedly it's just like a tragic like oh hate to see someone fall you know mm-hmm. um chapter six we get the lord's prayer here yep mm-hmm. Yeah, thy will be done on earth mm-hmm. as it is in heaven. I say it every night before I go to sleep. I you say the do Lord's not? Prayer. Really? Yeah. yeah, I say it, which is it's always my thing. But I liked it because in this one, because I felt like he was like, that's all you have to do is say. the Like, if they made it be like, you don't need to like do all this. Just say this prayer. Wow. And so it made me feel good because I was like, I already do that. That's it. Oh, and like, okay. it, and for me, it's like my way of being like throughout the day or something like, you know, you get news and someone's like, oh, my mom is really sick in the hospital. And I'm like, oh, I'll pray for you and your family. Oh, so you're it's covering kind of, everything yeah, it's like, it's like a, that prayer. Yeah, like that's how I always thought about it. Like anytime I've said like, oh, like I'm thinking about you. The, and then I say the Lord's Prayer, like the Lord already knows like <laughs> these things. Like, But that's I like cool, it. cool though that you actually take the time to do that. Like that's really thoughtful of you. Yeah, because he says here, he says, when you pray, do not keep on babbling like mm. pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Mm-hmm. Do not be like them. So that made me feel good because I'm like, yeah, see, I just have to say this and I got it all out. I don't have to be praying yeah. for like 20 minutes. It's like, oh, it's like, like God reading your thoughts. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then love this, mm-hmm. the serving two masters thing. Oh, yeah. Verse 24, no one can serve two masters for a slave will either hate the one and love the other or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. Which one are you serving? God or the Monday? I hate this extreme capitalist culture mm-hmm. that we're in. I hate the worship of money. The people who are chasing the money most brazenly mm-hmm. and like doing anything for cash and like making yeah. cash like number King. one, yeah. and you will sell any like do anything exactly. to get the money. And but at the same time, praising God, it's just so um, they don't line up. No, not at yeah, all. It's like, like they don't line up. Yeah, love, it's like, love, yeah. and God, and all of that should be so much more paramount and... than being able to throw a thousand one dollar bills at a strip club, right? <laughs> and, being, and selling out anything to make that happen, yeah, like without like, any guiding principles behind you it. Just it's want like, more and more cash, right? Like I hate our culture too because it's like if you look at social media, because you know I'm not like a big Nicki Minaj fan and stuff, mm-hmm. and I would always like look at these threads where it'd be like a post about her or something and people will say something negative about her. Like, why is she, you know, looking like this or saying this or she condones this pedophile, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And then all the comments under there, people say, yeah, but she can buy this. But yeah, right. she has so much money. Or I'm sure she's laughing from her $5 million mansion. Like those are the, and it's yeah. like, why is that? How does the, the most <laughs> evil people in the world can also buy and sell you. It doesn't make yeah. them, right. yeah, it doesn't legitimize like, them. Yeah, it doesn't mean they're good people or that they're so talented or even that they necessarily even earn, you know what I mean? Just right. to get money doesn't mean that they necessarily did something so amazing exactly. to get that money. Sometimes all they've done mm-hmm. is exploit other people and they're right. really good at that and yeah but at the same time I can't scapegoat and I hate to scapegoat people I mean the black community I can see mm-hmm. like why there's this mentality of like get that cash anything you need to do to get that right. money, like improve your station in life like I get yeah. why there's not this spirit of like you know money doesn't mean anything it's very real that people are struggling and dying from poverty every day right. and like I get why cash is king and 
we live in a giant casino and like right. I get that so I don't blame people it's just like so sick that that is yeah. what our culture is but at the same time pay everybody a living wage everybody should That's have money true. everybody should be fed nobody should be worrying about I'm gonna die tomorrow because I have malaria communist yeah <laughs> I mean Sorry. and Jesus you sounds like off. a communist so does Jesus in this no, book, I mean, you know it's I mean, I'm so here for it. communistic and I just I, I don't know but what That's... fun would that be we could all <laughs> what fun would that be no one was owning people yeah i know um seven yep seven judging others do not judge so that you may not be judged i love verse five you hypocrite first take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye Mm -hmm. i just love that idea and i think that's something I probably should also remember to you. Mm. We always like to have other people's problems or, or fix, you know, or give advice. But it's also like, you know, fix yourself first and then you'll be much more beneficial. You know, obviously you need to get your house in order before you can really start helping anybody else with theirs. So. Yeah. There's something about the not judging thing, too, that I think is so prevalent in our culture, at least in liberal California. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just love that thing of like how taboo it is to judge people. Or mm-hmm. how, um, at least in the circles I've been in like, just in my 10 years of LA. <laughs> yeah, like, you, it's just so horrible to, are you judging me? Or, like, yeah, you know, like, that's true. people ha- get really offended if you're, ju- and I think that's something very holy and very good that mm-hmm. has carried over to the culture. And then, ooh, <laughs> verse six in chapter seven, do not give what oh, is yeah. holy to dogs and do not throw your pearls before mm. swine or they will trample them underfoot and turn and maul you. Mm. So yeah, be careful about where you're sharing your gifts and your, and your body. wisdom. Yeah, body, mm-hmm. gifts, wisdom, everything of value that you're throwing around you. Yeah, people. careful. Yeah. We yeah. also get that... Um, the golden one of the golden, the golden rule he says in verse 12 so in everything do to others what you would have them do to you for this sums up the law and the prophets that's supposed to be the the one rule that if you live by that you should be pretty if you but, hang on to something hang yeah. on to that one and... <laughs> isn't there something called like the platinum rule or is something it? which is like do unto others what they would have you do to them because the idea mm-hmm. is like how you would treat someone is not necessarily how they want to be treated so oh. treat them the way they would like <laughs> yeah yeah because like, how will you know how they want to be treated i guess from mm-hmm. just being sensitive and mm-hmm. listening i guess but like uh, it's yeah that's interesting that. um because <laughs> it is kind of presumptuous not presumptuous but it could be like what if you're a masochist and you treat others how you want them to treat you you're <laughs> abusing them like you know but if you're doing it with a pure heart i'm sure it's fine <laughs> yeah. and then i always loved the idea of the narrow gate like the path to oh, destruction yeah. the road is easy the wide road to destruction mm-hmm. but verse 14 for the gate is narrow and the road is hard that leads to life and there are few you who find it which is so true mm-hmm. um did that ever i mean taking it literally as a kid i thought actual heaven after death those who actually make it are going to be very very way. very few mm-hmm. um d- did you think that too of like it was going to be like one percent of the population will make it to heaven um no i don't think i ever thought it was going to be that yeah i always I thought it was always... going to be like low, really? low numbers yeah i don't know i always thought that a lot of people, I don't know, maybe like 50 50. Mm. <laughs> 50% of the entire but, Earth's population is going to make it. But now that I'm reading how perfect, I, I think know. it's going to be less than 1%. Yeah, I always had that sense of like, <laughs> I will never, there's, 
I can't even make it. There's no way because I have dark feelings and thoughts. And like, how can I? That's the whole idea of the sacrifice, the human sacrifice that you are are supposed to just be forgiven. But even then, I had that sense of like, I will never. Still, yeah. There's some technicality they're going to get me on where I don't get in. Like, But reading this now, I was like, yeah, that is true. It's hard to find nirvana in life. Like, Mm -hmm. it is a narrow path. And doing all the right things to feel good and bear good fruit in life is very tough and most people yeah, are not, not gonna good. go to no. that trouble no, <laughs> like, yeah, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> nope. and then chapter eight we have jesus going around cleansing healing mm-hmm. healing lepers the soldier that asked jesus to heal his servant servant says he doesn't deserve jesus to come in the house and heal him mm. and the soldier's like well you don't even have to come to the house i'm sure if you just say he's healed he'll be healed and then God was like, dude, I love that. Like, your faith is so great. Like, I love that idea. Yes, yes, yes. yes we're going with it. But I love that. And the dude's healed. He didn't even have to go anywhere. And the servant, he's like, I know if you just say it, Lord, it will be done. It's like, wait, I don't have to go actually touch <laughs> Yeah, I don't have to move a foot. Sweet, yeah. <laughs> and then um, the follower who came up and was like, okay, so one of Jesus' disciples said to him, you know, let me go. I'll keep following you, but I have to go bury my father. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says in verse 22, follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. Mm. So basically, if your dad ain't one of my followers, he's, he's dead. Gonna go. yeah, dead he's... There, let them take care of themselves, those right. non-Jesus are you followers. With me, are you... You're with me. Yeah. Yeah. Are you with me or are you with them? Come on. <laughs> and that, this is going to become stronger. The sense gets stronger through the book that like, whoa, this is a... I mean, I call I call it a cult leader. Mm-hmm. If somebody today came and gathered a following and said, I am the way, that's right. what he's doing here and saying, like, you're with me or against me. Exactly. And he literally says that later. Like, right. you're in Either my... Either with me or you're not. <laughs> and they're, they don't have the truth. We have the... So it's like he's leveling up the revelation, the, everything that's been revealed to them. He feels like he's fulfilling it. He's leveling it up. He's drawing a line in the sand. And like, if your family is not with us, they're dead Right. Already. Like, let them take care of themselves. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but those stories of all the healings were, like, the least compelling to me. I don't think it happened that way, so I think it's, like, legend. So I'm like, okay, I don't care. But everything he says, I'm totally, like, so into. <laughs> yeah. And then Matthew pops up in verse 9 in chapter 9. Mm-hmm. Jesus is walking along. He saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, follow, follow me. me. And he got up and followed him. <laughs> okay. Powerful. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he has dinner with Matthew. People are questioning why he's sitting at the table with these like tax collectors and sinners. Mm. Um, people are like questioning Jesus. Why are you hanging out with those people? And I like verse 12. He says, on hearing this, Jesus said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Mm. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice, for I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Yeah. That idea, like the good people, they don't need any help. It's like, they're fine. It's kind of how I feel about like, in these days, you know, just like school and education, like the schools in the county, they're doing fine. They don't need all these healthy city schools. Like they're the ones that need, you know, programs or, yeah. like, you know, go like, where the need yeah, is. Yeah, go where the need is, yeah. basically. But like people can't see beyond that sometimes. They're like, why would you hang out with, like people yeah. want to surround themselves with the same right. type of person. And it's like, no, like help the people who need the help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then chapter 10, the 12 apostles. Mm-hmm. 
There's Simon, who's also known as Peter. I'm sure we get his story later in the Bible of how mm. he changed, right? From, From Simon mm-hmm. to Peter. Mm-hmm. And then his brother Andrew, James, and then his brother John, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, Thaddeus, Simon, and, and Judas. Judas. Somebody had to be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. I liked verse 14 where he says, if anyone will not welcome you or listen to your own words, leave that home or town and shake the dust off your feet. Yeah. Like shake it off. Don't worry. I like it because it was almost like the idea that you can go give the message, but if they're not listening, like just move on. Don't waste your time. Keep going. Move on. Somebody has that wall up. Like don't waste your time. People who are going to hear you are going to hear you. Exactly. The whole turn the other cheek thing, all the martyr moments. I think that's like in the forefront of everybody's mind when they think about Jesus. But Mm -hmm. I like all that stuff too. That's like just keep no separating the yeah. Or he did whatever. It's fine. He's efficient. If it's yep. not in the mission, just keep him He's moving. not going to be dragged down. He's not going to be caught in a five-hour debate with somebody. It's right. like you have faith or you don't. Look at what I'm doing. Like, look at the evidence and, like, decide. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, ooh, 16. See, I'm sending you out like sheep into the midst of wolves. Mm. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Love mm-hmm. that. Ooh, what a strategy for life, too. Right? Wise. Very wise, but innocent. Mm-hmm. Like, keep your hands Watching. clean. Kind of warns them all that they're going to be persecuted and arrested at some point. Yeah. <laughs> like, know what you're signing up for. Yeah, which I like. Like, be prepared. And this, I feel like I mentioned in a previous episode, just this idea of, like, brother will betray brother to death, and a father, his child, and children will rise against parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by all because of my name. Mm -hmm. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. Just the idea of like, he was so willing to make himself the reason thing. Yeah, like not even his ideology, not Yahweh, not what he was preaching, but me, you know? I'm going to split your family up. (laughs) But it's the, on one hand, it's like, if I, I think of it as just a man, it's like, so terrible on one hand to be like that divisive, mm. <laughs> but he's saying these are, this is how high the stakes are. And like, mm-hmm. this is life or death, live better, treat each other better, do A, B, and C. And I'm putting my life on the line. Right. He's making himself the symbolic fulfillment of all this ideology. And so he's saying like, as a shortcut, basically like, follow me, make the decision and I'll be willing to be the sacrifice. And be like, I'm mm-hmm. getting why he would draw the line that way of like, it is this high stakes. Mm. I'm trying to justify why a person would say, I'm okay separating families. What he represents is something that should, like when we were talking about it before and like saying, what if your family were KKK members or what if they were members of something that you like didn't believe in? Obviously you should be able to put your love of love and anything good above their ideology. You should be able to leave your family behind. Yeah, Yeah, that's not okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think you should ever do that for a person, but I mm-hmm. see why, like, this Messiah bold, bold, bold stands. Um, chapter 11, verse 25. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, I thank you, Father, uh, Lord of heaven you. and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Mm-hmm. Um, just love that idea of, like, enlightenment. Really, children have it, babies mm-hmm. have it, and we spend our lives trying to unlearn all the stuff right. that separated us from that knowledge. Yeah, that's what they always say. That's why they're always, like, little kids can mm. remember their past lives or they see things that we can't see. It is, like, 
Yeah. And they the don't really know. children are the closest to the spirit. Yeah, they don't mm-hmm. know racism and hate until you teach it to them. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to traumatize the baby to, like, make it hateful. And then in chapter 12, there's the whole thing of, like, picking grain on the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're hungry, pick grain on the Sabbath. It's fine. But people aren't liking these because they interpreted the laws like, you should not lift one hand. So they're, like, kind of condemning Jesus. Like, yeah. this isn't following the law. Why are they picking grain? So, like, they're trying to call him out and be like, are you really the holy one? Because you're not really following the rules. And he's saying, like, even in the law, like, in the Old Testament or whatever, the Sabbath, on the Sabbath, priests are breaking it. Like, David, when his companions were hungry, he had to enter the house of God and eat the bread of the presence. Like, this holy bread. Like, you do what you gotta do. Right. Don't keep the letter of the law um, when there's something bigger of, like, you know. And he's like, if it's a good thing, it's fine, you know, like, Mm -hmm. because they're like, oh, can you heal on the Sabbath then? And Jesus is basically like, if you're doing good on Sabbath, it's fine. Like, it's all for the greater good. There's something greater Mm -hmm. than just this temple right here. We're we're serving a bigger mission. We have to not be hungry while doing it. Like, Mm -hmm. he's diverting from the law just enough to be upsetting to them because on one hand he's saying i'm here to fulfill every part of every law and then he's also like but more advanced more yeah. awakened more there's about the some exceptions to the rules yeah you know? like, so, so to them that's like it must have been huge blasphemy to those who didn't believe that he was the messiah yeah and basically they even say he must be a demon if he's able to cast out demons mm. and this is where people start kind of Doubting him. I like 37 where he says, for by your words, you will be acquitted and by your words, you will be condemned. Mm. So just the idea of having to really be careful about what you say, because mm. a lot of times I think people, we just say whatever we're not consciously thinking or we're just in the moment. We're like, and it's like, no, watch your words. Because yeah. even when you say something, whether or not you meant it, it doesn't matter. Once it's said, that's it. Especially now, age of the internet, they say everything on the internet is written yep. in pen, not pencil. So mm-hmm. anything out there coming up from 20 years ago that people didn't know yep. to, you know, oh, there's a record there. of this. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. At this point, I'm like, everything is already. Oh, yeah. Jesus is um, not only like drawing the line in the sand for people to follow him, but he's um, getting more and more, more responsibility toward the people. Like as your following grows, the more you are accountable, your time is being taken up. So he's become a man of the people now. And at one point um, he's speaking to a bunch of people and somebody comes up like your mom and your brothers are out there waiting for you. And he's like, who are my my family (laughs) right here? What you talking about, son? Yeah, he points to his disciples. Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. It's mm-hmm. not just about your physical family. It's about your spiritual family. Anybody who's on the side of righteousness, they're one big family and um, they deserve your time. Chapter 13. More parables. Sowing seeds. The parable of the sower is explained in verse 23. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, in another thirty, so that if you're hearing wisdom and living it out, everything should multiply. It's like planting good seeds and Mm -hmm. seeing a harvest. And where you plant is what will grow. So if you plant it in good seed, you'll get good crops. If you plant it somewhere bad, of course, it's going to be terrible. Right. Rotten. And then his disciples were like, kind of like, why do you speak in parables? And uh, I like verse 11. It says, he replies, because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. When you're on a certain plane, you can understand these things. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not just for everyone's ear. 
Yeah. You know, it's kind of a way to see who's with me, who's not. Like, I can speak this way in front of everybody, knowing that only certain people are going to take this. Are going to pick up what I'm putting down. Yeah. Yep. Uh, chapter 14. John the Baptist dies. Yeah, so we kind of learn why he was put in prison in the first place, actually. At some point said that his brother Philip didn't deserve his wife. Mm. So that's what was so like. So petty. Yeah, very petty. Herod wanted to kill John. But he um, was a prophet, so he He could... was kind of scared about killing him, yeah, because he was a prophet. Apparently, there was like this whole thing where it was his birthday, the king's birthday, and his niece did a dance, and he was like, oh, you're so talented, anything you want, I'll give it to you, just tell me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Her mother, who was the one who like, reason she that he's prom- kind of been there anyway mm-hmm. yeah she was like basically like oh we want john the baptist's head on the platter so she convinces the little girl that that's what she wants so that's what she asked for the head of john the baptist on, on a platter. platter even though he ha- was scared he feels pressure because he had made this big declaration in front of everyone that he was gonna do whatever she asked so yeah he basically tells his uh people to go away get his head <laughs> and bring it back Oh, and then in chapter 14, we have Jesus walking on the water. Was it John? I don't know. One Peter? of the disciples, was it Peter who calls uh-huh. out and is like, Jesus, is that you? And he's like, yes. And he's like, come on. And he starts walking on water as well. But he got but then scared. He got scared. So I remember that part too, like that being a thing, like you got to have faith. And like, mm-hmm. He says, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Yeah, his own fear kind of made him start sinking. Mm-hmm. And then we also have the whole turning the loaves of bread, multiplying loaves of bread and fish. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, I guess at some point Jesus is like, all oh, these people following us need to get fed at some point. Yeah. And he's like, what do we got? And they're like, really got five loaves of bread and, like, two fish. And he's like, all right, cool. And Miraculously was, multiplies it. Everyone was able to eat off that. And they have left, like, bucketfuls of leftovers. Mm-hmm. I remembered that happening at one stop, but I think it, um, it happened, happened multiple. Yeah, yeah it, it happens happen again. again later. So chapter 15, mm-hmm. I love the thing about the things that defile his whole lesson about like, stop worrying about all the time, like what you're putting in your mouth. It's about what comes out of your mouth. Right. You're defiling, you know, you're creating toxicity by letting your heart, your adulterous, murderous heart defile you by mm-hmm. what you say and feel. Not about just what you eat, which is great because um, a lot of this is just showing me how much progress has been made human progress over time because at a certain point they really did have to focus on what was clean unclean yeah when we're talking about the lepers and the poison and the bad food and everything that could go wrong it really was important to focus on like make sure you're eating things that won't kill you and Mm -hmm. now it's more about okay people are a little bit safer we're you know now we can start thinking about a more abstract sense like Worry about defiling the atmosphere was what you're thinking and doing. Mm-hmm. I like verse eight where he says, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They yeah. worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. So again, yep. that whole idea of just like, he doesn't want lip service. Yeah. I'm saying it, but that means nothing. Right. Oh yeah. This was interesting. <laughs> that whole thing. The Canaanite woman. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> I don't know. I, f- I find it always kind of uh, entertaining when the, the normal or the lay people kind of give Jesus a run for it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you do have a point. 
point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this Canaanite woman who was not a part of the original plan, she's not one of the people he's supposed to be witnessing to tribally. So she comes up asking for a blessing or a healing, and mm-hmm. he's like, can't give to dogs what's meant for children, basically. Mm-hmm. It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. So if the children are like God's chosen people, the Israelites, you can't take what you're feeding them and give it to a dog, someone from another tribe. And she says in verse 27, yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Yeah. Like, I might be a dog, but I'm able to take Get a little, a little crumb of what yeah. you got. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. Mm-hmm. And her daughter is healed instantly. She wanted her daughter healed. And it happened. I like that it goes to tell you if you're smart and have a good point too, you can. Yeah. He's willing to listen. Well, now we know Christianity is such a global thing. They Mm -hmm. spread, I mean, by violence a lot of the time, but it did spread because the ideology, there's something to it. Mm -hmm. And so I think of it as such a global thing that to remember him as a part of any tribe is so crazy to me, but that's how it was, you know. But this was included to make the point of like, nope, we're breaking out of this. Right. Not just our tribe anymore. And then chapter 16. The Pharisees again come asking for a sign. The doubting Pharisees. Basically, God says only the wicked and adulterous generation are constantly looking for signs. So, of course, he doesn't perform one. (laughs) And then... I just love that he was aware of the mission that he was on. Like he knew that he was going to be killed Mm -hmm. for everything he was saying. So it's him like starting to foretell it. Peter tries to rebuke it. But Jesus is saying, like, no, this is going to happen. I'm going to undergo great suffering and be killed and on the third day be raised. Mm -hmm. And Peter's like, no, this should never happen. God forbid, basically. And Jesus is like, get behind me, Satan. You're a stumbling block. Like, Peter's just trying to protect him. And he's saying, no, like, this is my will. This is the fate, my fate and the mission. And nothing should get in the way of that. Yeah. (laughs) Don't distract me with your well wishes. Yeah. Yeah. Don't waste your energy. 17. Yeah, the transfiguration, which is basically Jesus bringing people on a mountain and then them seeing him transform, like Mm -hmm. light coming from his head. And then also Elijah shows up and Moses shows up. I don't remember. I remember a beautiful Sufjan Stevens song called The Transfiguration. There's Mm -hmm. so much Christian symbolism in his music and iconography. But Mm -hmm. I remember that song, but I don't remember the transfiguration being a thing we never talked about it yeah i don't really (laughs) but it's supposedly this huge major event in christianity Mm. like him just being on that mountain and imagine a huge beam of light like shines like falling down yeah it's like he's condemning people for needing signs and wonders but this book is so rife with them because they're trying to convey just how magical he was Mm -hmm. and so sprinkled throughout there's all the miracles and they're like for those who need these like miracles to I'm like believe you. it yeah this is what you. happened yeah <laughs> this did happen i saw this with my eyes but i i have no idea what happened but i like to think these legends um i guess i want to take issue with them being included or something or people believing them literally but i'm kind of like even if 
people made it up out of thin air, which I don't know, but if people completely make stuff like that up mm-hmm. just to convince people because they believed so much in what he was preaching, that mm-hmm. to me is even inspirational, that they would make up signs and wonders knowing that some people won't believe unless, unless they, they think he that. was magic. Yeah, mm-hmm. like we we have to make sure that we keep the legend alive that he could do this and this and that. Like right. even if they made it up to me, that's like, wow, they believed in his message so much. Or he was just doing David Blaine tricks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and his disciples were like helping him carry off all the <laughs> they knew all the secrets. Yep. <laughs> we put a plank under the water, <laughs> like holding it up. <laughs> Imagine. And then we have in verse 17, the mustard seed thing. Was that constantly repeated to you? Having faith the size of a mustard seed? I kind of remember, but I don't remember it that much. I definitely remember a mustard seed, but I don't remember it being so like drilled in or. Mm. So in verse 20, Jesus says, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. I took so that very, yeah, like a time. <laughs> and I used to really hate myself. Like I must have no faith. Because I can't move, I can't move that mountain. No, I like can't. I would literally like <laughs> stare at things trying to move them. Oh like I have no faith. <laughs> you know? You did not bend the spoon? I'm not Neo, what? <laughs> but I like the idea of it. Just, you don't have to have this huge wellspring of faith. Just That's have enough. a little, just to, yeah, you can do great things. And then chapter 18. The disciples are asking Jesus, like, who's the greatest when you get to the kingdom of God? And I like that he says, it's children. Yeah. So, or, well, those who are like children. Yeah, like make yourself like a child to enter the kingdom. Something about it's better to have a large stone hung around your neck than to make a child sin which I thought was interesting because it's like often we don't protect our children I feel like or we're not um aware of the thing like basically like they're the purest form of life so it's like better to like off yourself than try to get like a kid away from yeah you know the truth or his spirituality which I thought was interesting I like that too in our culture for the most part theoretically we try yeah people would throw themselves in front of a train to save a toddler for example like we know that that innocent young life has more potential than an adult who's already might be a lost cause or whatever the people people who do things to children are the ones that get the most hate oh yeah even in jail yeah or abusing children that's like the most like for doing anything to a child you are going to get your ass oh yeah it's also interesting i like how he says like in verse eight he's like if your hand or your foot causes you to stumble cut it off and throw it away it is better for you to enter life maimed or crippled than to have two hands or two feet and be thrown into eternal fire Mm. so kind of like cutting off the cans like if you know what just get rid of it it's better yeah Yeah. like that's better than letting it become two hands or yeah the whole body like just get rid of another nip it in the bud Mm -hmm. nip it in the bud What about verse 21, Peter coming up to him and saying, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Um, Jesus said to him, not seven times, but I tell you 77 times. And then here's a note here that says, or 70 times seven, which is how I always heard it. 70 times seven. Basically like always. Yeah. (laughs) Like Like forgive people indefinitely. Yeah, never stop forgiving people. Yeah. How do you feel about that as like a real life philosophy? I think it's fine because, you know, I, I now I think about forgiveness, though, in a selfish way. It's more mm-hmm. for me than letting go. Yeah, it's yeah. just more. So why not? Why wouldn't I forgive someone for because to me, forgiveness doesn't mean that you 
necessarily have to like keep being with that person or have you know it's just like you can forgive someone and then never want to see them again but mm-hmm. you've let that part go and you're like this happened it's totally. like an acceptance thing to me like okay this happened they probably are sick or they don't know what they're you know like yeah. whatever like they did this horrible thing and whatever but i have to keep going on like i'm not gonna harp yeah, on just that let go mm-hmm. i like verse 12 because i feel like a lot of people have been i've seen this quoted a lot recently because people are talking about this with the whole black lives matter movement and how people say all lives matter Mm. so like i've seen verse 12 quoted a lot recently on the internet which says what do you think if a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away will he not leave the 99 on the hills and go look for the one that wandered off Mm. and like people are saying like see like you know sure all lives matter but who's on fire right now like where does our attention need to be right now sure all the sheep matter Mm-hmm. but <laughs> this one this is one is yeah it's lost, lost. we need to get need help yeah. yeah chapter 19 goes into the thing about selling all your possessions verse mm-hmm. 21 jesus said if you wish to be perfect go sell your possessions give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven then come follow me the whole idea of like lightening your load letting go of everything giving mm-hmm. it away following him the man was asking, how does he, you know, get into heaven? And basically God was like, just follow the Ten Commandments. But the guy's like, I've done that. Like, <laughs> I don't feel saved yet. <laughs> so then he's like, well, if you want to, you know, do that. And I like verse 24 when he says, again, I tell you, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. I feel like he's basically saying the more that you're attached to things, the harder it's going to be just for in you your to way. Yeah, yeah. get into heaven, which is... It's great imagery, too. You're trying to go down that narrow path. You're trying to go through the eye of the needle. You like, don't need all this really, other stuff Yeah, with just you. imagine carrying all this yeah. shit around you. Like, let go of it. And that's why the monks are mm-hmm. just live such a simple life. And they're just meditating all day and mm-hmm. away from all material things. All these distractions will get in the way of your awakening. Right. Your heaven nirvana. But I do like <laughs> that they do make it a point to say the man was not very happy because he was very wealthy. So oh, yeah. So funny. He's like so upset when he's walking away. He's like, so much to get rid of. I always have that feeling of like the more I have, the more I have to lose. And it always Mm. feels like a burden to me. And I think that's why I'm so allergic to like when it's time for the big payout to come Mm. in, it's that could go away and just would rather have nothing. Mm. Thank you. It's like scary. More money, more problems. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But you know what? This year, 2020, I'm out of that mindset officially. Mm. I do think like you need money. Yeah, there's a certain level of like possessions that you need to survive. There's balance to everything. Yeah, there's balance. Yeah. Chapter 20. So you get the parable of the workers in the vineyard, where basically it was like this uh, owner of the land is like, you know, I need people to come work in the vineyard. And he says, I'll pay you what a denarius or whatever the heck. Whatever the day's wage Whatever that might be. You know, gathering more and more workers. Some start at the crack of dawn. Some start at like 3 p.m. Other like basically during the day. Yeah. Later in the day, Mm -hmm. he comes across people who are idle and says, "Um, do you want work for the day? Like, come help at this vineyard and those idle people come they're like no we've been waiting to be hired so they're there willing and able to work they're just waiting to be called upon they go do the work and then the all all the people who work that day get the same wage yeah yeah so the people who started super early are like what the hell like they expected that they would get paid more because some of the people getting paid were only 
there for like an hour mm-hmm. whereas they were there all day but the guy's like it's my money can I do with it what I want and you said you were going to do it for this it's not like I tricked you or anything if you agreed to do it for this you amount. agreed on your wage yeah they get the same wage like don't be upset this parable of the landowner that mm-hmm. landowners like don't be upset that I'm generous I, I don't know like how do we feel about that as a um <laughs> a real life as like, a real life application <laughs> I would be annoyed <laughs> Like reading it, it was almost like it would have been better to just make work. an hourly wage. Yeah, just, go, just go get tired at the end of the day if I was going to get the same thing. But then I guess at the same time, though, like they were just sitting there anyway. You know, they, they weren't. It's not like they were out doing, having fun and drinking and laughing. Exactly. And then, That's what made yeah. me read it in a favorable way. I'm like, those poor guys were out of work they and they wanted, wanted to, work. to yeah. be called They weren't like on. doing yeah. other stuff. It was they, just, they're just yeah. sitting there waiting. So that in itself is a job too, I guess. So, yeah. Still waiting. And the uncertainty, the stress mm-hmm. of not having that job and not having that income and not right. knowing what they're going to do for the day. And then finally you get called upon and to do like, this oh, job. Good. You want the full wage and you get it. You're like, oh my gosh. Like, right. So it's almost like you paid in that stress your labor for the day was being stressed out that you weren't employed. Yeah. Um, but and then it's also like, if you want it more, you should have, you know, that whole oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. thought that this wasn't a fair wage then you should have said that from like I didn't like yes but they probably had nothing to compare they didn't know that it was they were gonna feel gypped later on right and then we have John and Jane's mother asking Jesus if her sons can be like basically the right hand and left hand man when they Mm. get to the kingdom oh yeah can my boys be your (laughs) that is such a freaking bold thing to ask (laughs) (laughs) and uh basically that Jesus is like only God can decide that I'm not handing out the favoritism thing, yeah. But that's so bold. Just think, like to us, Jesus is like this huge, iconic, bigger than life, right? But Mm -hmm. imagine a guy, a contemporary, just some guy. I can see why somebody might think, "Hey, uh, you seem pretty regular. What about my? You know, can we get a? Yeah, let my kids join with you. Take care of them, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Can you be your guys? Yeah, they just think it's somebody they can make a deal with, and he's like, no, no. Can't do that. Right. Um, Chapter 21. Oh, this is like Palm Sunday. Okay. So Jesus is like riding it on a donkey, right? That's such a movie scene. (laughs) Yeah. Apparently it was a prophecy though. Yeah. This whole thing is. I feel like we just read about that. Yeah. Like a man is going to come in on a donkey. So Jesus sends them away to go get this donkey so that he can fulfill prophecy basically. Yeah. And he rides through this town and they are laying all the palm leaves down yeah entrance so it says triumphal entry into jerusalem is what my bible says Mm -hmm. um so yeah i just have that imagery in my head of like from different movies of that scene of him riding in on the donkey i wish i could read about any of the other people who claim to be a messiah that they rejected or whatever Mm -hmm. but it's just funny to think of like multiple people trying that trick like as it is written the messiah will ride in on a donkey and people just renting a donkey to like try to make it happen you're not but then for jesus they're really down for it they're like celebrating and i love the verse 12 thing then jesus entered the temple and drove out all who were selling and buying in the temple and Mm -hmm. he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves so the commerce going on yeah the commerce going on in the temple probably the dishonest dealings and taking advantage of people marking up whatever they were doing changing money um he tells them it's a house of prayer not a den of robbers yeah 
I think it's telling that this is like the one example people always bring up of him getting angry, angry or like yeah, turning over tables. Yeah, it's like Teresa Judice and New Jersey Housewives. But I don't think he thought anyone a prostitution whore. A prostitution <laughs> whore? I even know that reference and I haven't seen that. I love that temple thing because it's like that's the main rival that keep, keeps money. coming up. Money. Well, yeah. just that's, the he's symbolism like, that's not of it. the like, place for this. Yeah, those two should not mix. The temple priests and elders start questioning his authority. Basically, Jesus is like, well, you know, I'll tell you who gave you my authority if you answer my question. And he asked them, like, some riddle. What was it? It was like, oh, he asked if John the Baptist received oh. his baptism from, from heaven, heaven or was it human? Mm-hmm. And so they, knowing Jesus, are like, this is a trick. I don't know what we should say, blah, blah, So they just say, I don't know. And then Jesus goes, well, I won't tell you. Yeah. And like, it's like, all right. We do not know. Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. So they have to already kind of know the answer before he will dignify them because they should know that right. this has holy origin. I shouldn't have to tell you that. If you don't already know, you're I'm not, not going to believe you. me yeah, when I tell you. But I did like the parable of the two sons. Mm-hmm. Um, did you that like one. that too? I never had heard that. Yeah, I remember that one. Everybody's needing work in their vineyard all the time. That's right. <laughs> like what people they are always want working wine. on vineyard. All they want have in this day is wine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jesus had a fixation on <laughs> wine for some reason. But yeah, they're always talking about vineyards. So the parable is a father um, wants his two sons to work in a vineyard. One of them says no, but changes his mind later. And the other says I will, but then doesn't do it. So it's like mm-hmm. the lesson is um, it's better to at first reject and then come around then to give lip service again just to say yep yep gonna do it Mm -hmm. yep 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 and then never show up and he's saying um tax collectors and prostitutes are going into the kingdom of heaven ahead of you like people are gonna jump the line by being sinners at first and then changing their mind that's better than Mm -hmm. pretending to be holy by name your whole life and then not really actually being holy it's better to do one thing and then see the light rather than say you're seeing the light, but never really see it. Mm -hmm. Verse 43, therefore I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that produces the fruits of the kingdom. Chapter 22, we learn about the greatest commandment in chapter 22. Yeah. In 36, they say, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Then we get the second where he says, love your neighbor as yourself. I like that all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. It goes along with that, like no cutting corners. Don't give a bad tithe. Be all in. Don't just say it with your mouth. You know, actually believe it in your heart, believe it in your head. You have to be all in. Mm -hmm. Yep. Chapter 23 Oh, he kind of warns against the Pharisees and stuff because he's like, you know, these people don't practice what they preach. Kind of like how he warned before about false prophets and stuff. You know, just because people are saying one thing, you know, it's easy to get sucked in and just believe people, but really watch. and Yeah, watch what they're doing. Yeah. Um, do as they say, not as they do, because a lot of people are not living out mm-hmm. um, what they are preaching. And he's basically saying, like, the Pharisees are preaching this stuff, but they're putting the, a heavy burden on other people to live it out because they won't lift a finger. Exactly. So it's like they won't live that burden. So they put it on people. And he's basically the opposite of that because he's saying, I'm going to give up my whole life. Like, mm-hmm. this is... 
my, you know, I'm putting my life on the line for this. Right. So he's living out the idea of like, practice what you preach, um, exactly. even if you have to die for it. Yeah, hypocrites. He's saying you tithe mint, dill, and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. I like 27. He says, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of the bones of the dead and everything unclean. Hmm. You can look one way on the outside. It's all for show, but yep. character is what matters. Like, yeah, you know, we get so hung up on the way people look and this person's beautiful. Or look at how regal she is and her beautiful clothing. But yeah. then it's like kind of almost like how what's happening to Ellen right now. You know, it oh, looks like, yeah. oh, she's so nice Ellen. and funny on it, yeah. but then you hear all these stories about who she actually is on the inside, and it becomes like, whoa. Well, and we know so many people who have like a personal brand that does not match up, oh, <laughs> and yes. their whole identity is propping up that brand and exactly. getting other people to prop it up for them. And, and it's believe, so easy yeah. on social media to do that, and you really yep. do not know what that person is about. You don't know their heart. Exactly. Like, I mean, mm. now I'm glad to see people yeah. actually caring and outing people. Right. But like nowadays, a lot of that is happening too, and specifically the spiritual world with every. Like it's trendy now to be like a witch doctor and a prophet or some kind of like medium or you know like mm. or holistic part. Like that's such a trendy thing to mm-hmm. do now, and so many people in that specific realm are like have no idea what they're talking about. Even with the yoga and yoga, you know, all of that stuff. Oh, These yeah. are like real it's a tools. lot of appropriation yeah. from ancient things mm-hmm. that are like you're disrespecting the <laughs> yeah it's like you call yourself the actual way you even it. know what that is like sure you can yeah. contort your body into whatever a pretzel but like you're the most <laughs> toxic person yeah. in the world like that has nothing to do with like actual yoga practice yeah. you know like cool you should just call yourself a gymnast like, yeah <laughs> yeah you're right <laughs> are we in chapter 24 20, um, 24 we're on mount olive and this is when the disciples are asking because at this point he's already told them he's going to die and blah 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 yeah blah 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 he's <laughs> blah 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 going to die for their sins and all whatever whatever that whole story. and now they're asking they want specifics though so disciples are like okay so you know you're going to die but like what time what hour? <laughs> we, we need to know yeah we got to be prepared and oh and this is where we get that there are going to be wars and rumors of wars and earthquakes and mm-hmm. nation will rise against nation all of this is literally happening right now which is why now oh i was like (laughs) which is why we're gonna die as soon as we get to revelation (laughs) at all times this is happening there's always nation against nation that is always literally in this book of the bible that's already happening so they're like um can you narrow it down right But he says in verse 14, and this good news of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the world as a testimony to all the nations, and Mm -hmm. then the end will come. I remember uh, that was a little bit of a thing in Mm -hmm. Christianity growing up was like, not every corner of the earth has heard about Christ yet, so the world can't end. Like every, there are missionaries Mm -hmm. go to Papua New Guinea, like teach. Gotta go to the remote places. (laughs) Get that word out. We gotta fulfill this first. Yeah. So the fact that the world hasn't ended yet, I wonder if there's some remote village somewhere that's the just one waiting that to hear everyone. about the gospel the one that won't let anyone come because they just shoot everybody oh right yeah oh that kid was trying to bring oh i just like his answer to that like you know he just basically says it's going to be like the flood no one knew it was coming like mm. just stay on your toes be prepared because it's going to come when you don't expect it oh you yeah know, like... and then chapter 25 the parable mm. of the bags of gold where the master gives three servants some of his money 
and then two come back with like investments on it. Like, oh yeah, they flip it and they make more. It. And <laughs> one of them doesn't. Yeah. I was like, okay. What do they bury it right? They yeah, they buried it everything. to keep it yeah. safe. They're like, okay. But a god is like, don't sit on your money. Make more money with that. Money. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, when you get a blessing, like multiply it. It's like you don't have to hoard it. Basically. Right. I was like, I feel like I have um, complex and complicated mentors in my past. The wisdom and the advice and the example that I get, I carry with me every day. Of like, I always feel like I have a debt to certain people. Like mm. I have to make something of myself because of I this, owe this yeah, person, owe that person, that person. Yeah, th- this advice, that advice. Like I have to make something of it, or it's, it's disrespectful. Just wasted. Exactly. Like, it's just like I've just taken it and not done anything with it. Like mm-hmm. that isn't okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm not good at it with material things mm-hmm. making something capitalize and make a profit and make a yeah so that's something that I feel like convicted about Mm. I guess like um make much of everything you have like if there's value make more value from it like don't squander things I guess what about chapter 26 we start getting into the end days it starts like two days before Passover basically you know Jesus is talking to them again about you know it's going to come to an end and meanwhile the priests and the elders are plotting how to capture jesus at this point <laughs> yeah he's uh amassed some haters and some yeah they're like we gotta have it out for him guy. yeah and then um you know this is also where judas comes in and he is going to be given 30 pieces of silver to you know out jesus basically mm-hmm. which is interesting and i wonder if that was a lot at the time or not it doesn't seem like it would be that much but judas basically agrees to out him and then there was the whole thing that was funny to me about the woman with the perfume. Because basically, you know, he's getting prepared for his death and he's telling them he's going to die. And, also, and then there's this woman that comes in with perfume. Anointing she, his head or Yeah, something? she pours all of it. Yeah. On, and then the, the, the disciples are like, what a waste. She could have, like, sold that. Yeah, and, that like, was so expensive. So expensive. And Jesus is just like, don't, like, get down on her. Like, she's doing a good thing. Like, she was yeah. doing a good deed because she's preparing me. For, you know, like, death or whatever. And I yeah. kind of like that, like, it's always like, don't be greedy or don't be wasteful, stuff like that. But for a good, like, cause. Oh, it could be yeah. Like, you know, like, or a celebration or in a in the spirit of something worthy. Like, it's not a thing to be condemned, you know. Like, right. Just, and that's yeah. the worship of money, too. If you're holding the value of that expensive perfume yeah, just over because the value she can of make the life it. of this Messiah. Right. And the Messiah's like, no, I'm, I'm worth to it. die. Yeah, I'm worth yeah. it. <laughs> she could afford three bottles on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not a waste like what are you talking about you know what have you seen this trend online that's like introducing black girls to luxury and there are pictures it's like a viral thing i saw it on reddit anything introducing black girls to luxury is that yeah so there's little girls um who like black girls who like they'll show pictures of them getting pedicures or being in a silk robe or have Mm -hmm. like looking like adults basically having all these luxury goods around them Mm -hmm. or like here's a designer bag first class on this yeah like black girls are not used to having luxury around them we need to indoctrinate them from young age that they're worth it like that's such a crass um expression of a very real there is a need for Mm -hmm. black women to feel treasured and feel but not necessarily Valuable, by those but not things. Through, right. Yeah. That's not through the corrupt, like, our culture of, like, consumption. Yeah, That's exactly. And being able to stunt on the gram. Or, yeah. <laughs> like, why take a picture of your yeah. child with a designer bag? How yeah. about you be in the picture hugging her? And right, something, your yeah. Family love is more or valuable. she made something. And you're yeah. like, look at this cute thing my, you know, daughter made. She's so talented. <laughs> 
Very weird. So weird. I have not seen that bad. I'm glad I have not. Yeah, I didn't know what your opinion. You could have gone either way. No. Like, oh, no, I love it. No, <laughs> I hate it. So, yeah, they're, they're just really ramping up. Like, Jesus is basically foretelling everything, like, telling mm-hmm. everybody around him, like, telling uh, Peter, you're going to deny me three, three times. times. Judas, you're um, going to well, betray me. He doesn't say Judas, though. No, he somebody's going to betray me. And they're all like, not I. Not <laughs> yeah. I. Even Jesus is like, I know you're not talking about me. Um, and then Jesus <sighs> goes off and prays at Gethsemane. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of the first time you really out. get that. Yeah, Jesus is worried, actually. He's mm-hmm. been walking in faith and strong this whole time. But this is the one time he's kind of like, I kind of don't want to be alone, guys. Yeah. I'm about to die. <laughs> yeah. I love this. Mm-hmm. You know, anytime the human side of Christ comes out, the idea that, like, he knows what he's there for, but that doesn't mean he can't suffer a little bit right. and actually feel the impact of it. Exactly. And if he didn't, what would the sacrifice really be? But I do still think it's so funny when people are like, <laughs> what did God give up? Like, what did yeah. Jesus even give up? He was dead for a weekend. Like, oh my human beings, like, die all the time in much more gruesome ways. Like, that's they so true. They don't come back. But, like, yeah, they don't get to just come back. But um, <laughs> the idea that, like, he suffered is so important because it wasn't just we have to think that he went through absolute torture too mm-hmm. and so even the psychological i like that the yeah. psychological part of it of like really god really do right. i have to go and through just this? his friends too like these people that have been with me this whole time are mm. gonna betray me and that and that too that's oh, also yeah. very like damn loyalty you know? breaking down yeah like damn just thinking about jesus with these 12 men and then half of them are falling away it's like damn he was real radical because mm-hmm. it was really hard to follow him at the time Exactly. It was like a real dog-eat-dog world, if you think about the conditions they were living in. So to follow some guy who's like, give up everything, love everyone. Uh, You're like, what? I'm just uh, trying to live. Like, what I don't even got nothing to give up. I don't have anything. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, Jesus is betrayed. With Judas, Judas betrays him. With a kiss. He's brought before the high priest, mm-hmm. Caiaphas. You always hear about Pontius Pilate, but I mm-hmm. actually never, like, reading this, I'm like, who the heck is Caiaphas? And I had no idea. The high thinking. priest. It's so crazy because he's the one leading the charge. Yeah, exactly. He and Pontius Pilate actually didn't want to kill him. He didn't want to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I always in my crazy. head thought Pontius Pilate was the one that was the one that did all this and it was his fault that it happened. But yeah, reading this, I'm like, wait, Pontius Pilate didn't even come in until like a little later and I, he when wasn't you, the one. When you think mm-hmm. about the fact that the high priest at the time was like, this ain't it. This mm-hmm. is not the Messiah. I don't buy into this. And then hearing Jesus like, blaspheme right there and say from now on you will see the son of man seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven like Mm. saying i'm admitting i'm the messiah Mm. and then the high priest like nope everybody for the most part is like Mm. on board with getting rid of this uh guy this blasphemer, this heretic, this fraud. I do like, though, that his disciples did kind of, like, I like verse 52 where, mm. you know, they're coming to get him. And then, you know, um, one of the disciples cuts the ear off of someone and God's like, put, or Jesus is like, put your sword back in its place. For all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Yeah. And he's also like, do you think I cannot call my father? And he at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels. Like, Mm. if I were to get out. like There is an easy way out. Yeah, there is an easy way out. Like, obviously, I'm the Messiah. Like, if I didn't want to be killed, I would not be killed kind of thing. But I did like that idea, though, that, like, his disciples kind of had his back, you know, Mm -hmm. even though everyone was, like, against him at this point, kind of. 
And then yeah. when everybody's spitting in his face right. and uh, calling him a blasphemer, we have Peter sitting outside in the courtyard and somebody comes up like, hey, that's your dude, right? And he's, and he's like, like nope, nah, I, don't I don't know what you're talking nope, about. Nope. Yeah, I could have sworn I saw you two together. He's like, no, oh, why never do people met him. keep asking me? It's like he knew earlier, he just knew he would never do that. And right, now not he, Three times in a row and then just like Jesus said would happen, what the crow, the cock crowed. And Peter was like, oh, shoot, this is what he says. And yep. then he's like, starts crying because he realizes like, uh, yep, yep. Well, could have seen that coming. Mm-hmm. It's so funny, too. It reminds me of cancel culture, kind of, when mm-hmm. somebody's brought down rightfully or wrongfully, however it happens. You're like, I don't have anything to do with Brought down by mob justice. Everybody's deleting pictures. No, delete, delete, delete. Nope. Never knew. I was never on that Epstein flight. Nope. <laughs> I did not go to that island. Nope. You Who just immediately roll on me. Scrub the internet. <laughs> Chapter 27. Almost to the end. Yep. So Judas does feel bad and commits suicide. So sad. And then um, Pontius Pilate, it just seemed like he didn't want to. He didn't want to do it. He was responsible for killing him. I guess guess it was a festival at the time. And during this festival, one of the people gets pardoned. And so like he he was asking the crowd, which one of these? Because there's another Jesus, the Jesus Barbaras or whatever his and so like he's asking the crowd like which one do i let go and he didn't want to crucify you know jesus christ yeah he's saying what evil has he done yeah what has he done he hasn't really done anything and they're just like crucify him we don't care and but yeah but he makes it very clear like he's washing his hands like this is not on my hands this blood is on your hands and they're like all right we'll take the blame which is very interesting like i said because i always thought it was Pontius Pilate that went yeah he's been scapegoated yeah come on he got a bad rap yeah so reading this i was like huh i was like i don't get it like what it was the church. It was the people. It was like the idea is everybody's responsible. Jesus right. was before his time and nobody could handle it. And exactly. he had to die for it. Pilate does hand over Jesus to be crucified. The soldiers mm-hmm. are mocking him. He's being mocked and spit on. And They're like, yeah, you can save yourself. Or, or you were going to build this temple in three days. Why don't you get yourself off that cross? So, he But just, then he does cry out and says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Yeah, so it's even while he's fulfilling this thing, while he's dying, he knows what's happening. Mm-hmm. He knows his everything. His human just... part, his soul can't help but cry out. Mm-hmm. Like, it's dying. It's like, doesn't want to be snuffed out. So he has to feel that moment of separation. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, imagine if God is, um, if Yahweh has been walking along Christ this whole time, mm-hmm. he must have felt this, like, power of, he knew what he was living, what he was about. He knew that God was behind him, and it felt great until the very end where he's getting nervous physical and crying pain too, and I'm then sure. the yeah, enormous physical pain yeah. to feel that separation of like whoa god where oh, are you i thought like, you were here no, with me like, yeah like even this if you hurts know, yeah even if you know in your brain it's mm-hmm. like you're you can't help but cry out like, what, what the this? heck yeah, yeah. <laughs> this they is something burn. i didn't think about a lot um back in the day but the idea that like the tombs were breaking people were raising from the dead like the Mm -hmm. environment around it Mm -hmm. um all this stuff like magical things happening yeah like the earthquake and everything right right i feel like that part i never really thought about i thought of it as a lot more peaceful you know (laughs) right um also i didn't realize that someone just came they were like some guy just came and asked for the body and they just gave it to him cared so little yeah it was just like what like a rich man from arimathea named joseph so also Mm -hmm. a disciple of jesus Jesus was like can i have the body and Mm -hmm. i'm like all right like what 
And he takes it and wraps it up and puts it in the tomb. And then this is where Mary Magdalene and the other Mary are just sitting there, you know, weeping by the tomb mm-hmm. and whatnot. And then so, like, the people, they know that, like, he has said that he's going to raise, get mm. raised in three days. People who crucified him are like, watch guard, make sure, because the disciples are going to try to pull some trick. And, like, they're like, go watch the temple, you know, and make sure, because, you know, if he's gone, then, uh-oh. People yeah. Are like, that doesn't matter because he still is risen. Um, and then chapter 28 is the resurrection. Mm-hmm. There was an earthquake and Jesus comes out, but he's all dressed in uh, white, right? Mm-hmm. Like oh, light. yeah. Clothing white as snow. And the angel were telling because Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were out there waiting. She's like telling them like, um, I know you're looking for Jesus, but he's not here. You know, go tell the people, basically. He's been raised from the dead. Mm-hmm. I like this part. Mine says, suddenly Jesus met them. <laughs> Greetings. That's just what I was laughing at right now. Just the cheery greetings. Greetings. <laughs> but they were still trying to like act like, you know, that like the people stole him. So they were trying to spread this rumor around that the, you know, disciples removed his body because possibly, you know, surely uh, he couldn't have actually risen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so these soldiers were paid to go tell people, you know, and apparently it says, this story has been widely circulated among the Jews to this very day. There's a rumor mm-hmm. that they just stole his body. Um, and then the way the last chapter of this book ends, verse 18, Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded to you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. So that is the great commissioning to any Christian to go uh, to out and be a witness, spread the word. And the Holy Spirit is in you. Yep. That was the first gospel. What did we think? He was just so bold, being like, I am the way. Like, follow me. Leave your family for me. Like, Mm -hmm. I just, uh, just picturing that just struck me more now just the way mm. i was reading it like whoa like picturing him coming into the world now and saying all the same things i would be like geez dude it's not about you it's <laughs> about the message like geez relax <laughs> yeah don't make it about you um, <laughs> be humble that was kind of how i was reading it but also like everything he was saying was like yep uh-huh amen amen yep mm-hmm. yep 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 um, that makes sense <laughs> do that how did you feel overall and what did you, what can you take from it? Because there's so much. There is so, so much. much. Maybe I put a note. I'm trying to go back. I was like, if I was smart, I think I wrote something down. What about you, maybe? Do you have anything? <sighs> I had that thing while we were talking about make more of things, like capitalize more. Oh, like and get a return on your investment. Yeah. And I have been feeling convicted in terms of the podcast. I owe it to the people who are listening and thank you for everyone listening, but I feel like I owe it to people to um, put more into and the work that we put into it. Gosh, just making the show. I feel like I can pay more attention to the blog and the, I hate, I really don't want to be online. I really, really, really <laughs> don't. Like, I don't, but there's something, like not just the podcast, but I do need to capitalize more and um, advertise more, I guess. I need to uh... spread. Get Spread that, the word. <laughs> get on that sticker game. Oh, yeah, the stickers. Oh, my I know. God. The thing is, nobody's going to see them now because we're They're in quarantine. All inside. I so know. So we need to be sticking them in people's windows. So just spam <laughs> people's this, homes. 
I need to feel it with my whole heart. I, 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 I need to feel it, I feel like. <laughs> it does, doesn't it feel like it'll be less of a chore, kind of, as we're getting into these, like, reading this felt so much more relevant, so much more True, yeah. rewarding, and I'm like, yes, this can feel like a spiritual practice again, where, that's true. you know, I feel fed by it. There's a lot more to take away, and it's like, these are actually words of Jesus, too, which makes yeah. it like, did you ever have a red letter Bible that had all of his words? Words, in yeah. Red? The one I'm reading now, it's like the. I guess maybe I think maybe this is what I was thinking of. The part where he's like, "For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned." Mm. I guess just the whole idea of like watching what you say and really being careful about that, maybe. Yeah. And just the whole idea too of having everything aligned, you know. Doing things like you said, full heartedly, yeah. not just lip service, but just, you know, really having that connection of, you know, mind, body, and spirit for the, you know. For the fruit to bear yeah, good for, fruit. Yeah, to bear good yeah. fruit. Yeah, it's really yeah. bear good fruit, I guess. I don't know. I feel like I've done this before and kind of said the same thing, but it's just being nicer with what progress. I say because I still say some really mean things sometimes. <laughs> but. but you know what? Considering what life has dealt us, and you are someone who's gone through a lot of hardship and gone through a lot of things that can make you bitter and upset at life and upset mm-hmm. at people, and the fact that you have such a good sense of humor and that you're so kind, mm-hmm. I think you need to give yourself credit for that too, Dang. that you're going through life embracing people and you're so kind to strangers mm-hmm. and like you can make a joke out of anything and so fun and I appreciate that. So it's but not see, like I'm kind to strangers you the people I know. <laughs> <laughs> people I know I say really mean things about it. But, um, uh, but yeah, that's always and none of these words of faith are gonna be like, okay, we're done. Two weeks for right, each of one. Course, we're done. The same lessons. struggles are gonna keep popping up. They keep popping up for me. I do Indeed. feel like through this project, just having mm-hmm. something to stick too especially at my rock bottom in life like Mm -hmm. last year was rough and Mm -hmm. I keep saying it but just this podcast has been kind of a godsend Mm -hmm. and a miracle of like oh my gosh even if we're not improving overnight and being perfect people it's still like to be on the journey of trying even is great yeah Mm -hmm. we're way more than halfway in in terms of how many books in the bible and I solidified that place you know I'm trying to be on the right get your place in heaven (laughs) now i'm really gonna you know i might have been playing around before but (laughs) (laughs) thank you everybody for listening write into us if you want um bcbs podcast at gmail.com you can submit at (laughs) bcbiblestudy.com if you have any words of faith or testimonies um just like fan art keep the faith faith and know it's really tough times out there we're all struggling to find our center right now and send us your testimonies how about that from uh, quarantine give us a testimony quarantine testimonies yes um But yeah, thank you for listening. Come back in two Sabbaths for more Black Chicks Bible Study. Bye.